It's the Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by ANZ Home Loans for financial well-beings. And welcome back to another episode of the Real Estate Breakfast, available of course every morning on iHeartRadio, Spotify and Apple. You should know all of this by now, but of course we have new listeners joining every week, so we have to highlight where you can listen to us and of course get your podcast from, so important. Well, the working week has gone by pretty fast already a Friday morning, September the 8th today, and we know that we're living in a challenging real estate market with the way the interest rates have risen so fast across a 12-month period, which in turn has made it more difficult to borrow for a mortgage because your borrowing capacity is taking a bit of a hit. Suddenly, what you thought you could borrow isn't now a viable number. How frustrating that has been for many people because you get this number in your head in terms of what you can go to to buy a property and the number is no longer viable. It's like a girlfriend or a boyfriend, no longer viable. So there is plenty of frustration in the marketplace across Australia. I'm not sure Anthony Landau, the Managing Director of Equilibria Finance, whether or not I should have used that analogy. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. Great to be here. Yeah, I actually haven't heard that. I've heard a lot of analogies over the last 12 months with those interest rate rises. <laughs> but that is a new one, no doubt about it. You're spot on. It's been a massive transition and an adjustment for people around how much they can borrow, what their repayments are for new mortgage holders, people looking for property, and obviously for existing mortgage holders, the, the changes in their, their repayments. So it's been a big 12 months for everyone to get behind them. Yeah, and let's just go back to Tuesday of this week. The RBA pause once again. Your clients, now they would have been just waiting to see what was going to happen on Tuesday before triggering their their next step because things are picking up, things are selling, days on market are less, etc. Yeah, look, I think since we had the first rate rise back in May 22, this was probably one of the months where it was such a uncertainty around what might happen. The unemployment numbers, the inflation numbers all po- all pointed towards the RBA pausing. So I think this result was reasonably well expected. It was nice to get behind us another pause, giving everybody a bit more clarity, certainty around where we're heading over the next three or four months. And it feels like uh, things are settling down a bit in terms of interest rates, which then flows into capacity and people making decisions. And we're coming into the spring selling season. And I think things are picking up, as you suggest, auction clearance rates, days on market are all suggesting a buoyant time ahead running into the end of year. And if you are a newcomer to the real estate market, if you are looking at buying your first property, after the break, we will talk to Anthony about the do's and the don'ts and how to sort of streamline some of those mistakes, those common mistakes. So we'll talk about all of that on your Friday morning next. From the emotion of property, the economic inflation, managing your expectations, lack of stock, price growth, construction appetite, days on market. Stay informed with us and know your property. Well, the outgoing RBA Governor Philip Lowe delivered his final public speech yesterday before handing over to Michelle Bullock next week. Marking, of course, the end of an era, the end of his tenure as the central bank's chief. 
and from one thing ending to another thing that just keeps rolling along. You might have seen this yesterday, you might have heard it. The Rolling Stones are back with a new album, 16 years we have waited. 80-year-old rockers still rocking the world and much respect this morning over our cornflakes to Ronnie Woods, Keith Richards and Mick Jagger. There just seems no end in sight at the moment. Tell you what, is it possible they could keep going until they're 90? Why not? Look at Clint Eastwood, still making movies at 93. And if you are celebrating turning a year older, happy birthday for today, September the 8th. And Pink is celebrating her birthday with you. She's turning 43. If you're not sure of what Pink's real name is, it's Alicia Beth Moore. David Arquette is turning 51 and Martin Freeman, also 51. Don't forget to subscribe. We have hundreds of episodes, all designed to help you better understand the constantly evolving and dynamically changing real estate property market. It's the main centre forecast. Checking on the weather today. Sydney, a little bit cloudy and some showers. So grab the brolly and the raincoat. 22 is your forecast high. Melbourne expects some showers. It's going to be windy as well. Look at the temperature, just 12 degrees. Where's our spring? And in Brisbane, cloudy with a chance of rain, 27 degrees. The place by a country mile to be today is Perth. Gorgeously blue skies, sunny conditions and 25 is your forecast top. From first-time home buyers to seasoned investors to breaking property news, discover the stories behind the real estate. And I mentioned newcomers coming into the real estate market. The abundance of information, it can be overwhelming. And we have talked about so many different commentators in the market, different views and opinions. Everyone, it seems, has a voice and likes to use that voice on social Social media these days. Some good, some not so good, some helpful, some not so helpful. And cutting through all of the chatter for first home buyers can be a bit of a testing process. And back with me this morning is Anthony Landau, the Managing Director and Mortgage Broker at Equilibria Finance, to help break down some of these talking points. And Anthony, as we enter another busy period in the property market, a wave of first First-time buyers and investors is evident. So let's just uh, talk about some of the prevalent mistakes made by some of these first-home buyers and how they can potentially steer clear of these mistakes. Yeah, it's a really important topic. I mean, for those buying their first home, and as you said, activity's picking up, it's an incredibly exciting time. Uh, They're eager to get out there, look into the market. But the other side of it is there's a lot to navigate. And particularly for a first home buyer, it's everything's new and they haven't gone through this process before. So you're right, there's a hell of a lot to navigate and a number of areas that we've identified over time that the first home buyers need to be aware of. And probably a good point here is that you can always go back and pick up on some of these episodes if, particularly for first-home buyers, you want that mortgage advice because you've only got to go back every two weeks 
and Anthony is there talking about how you can navigate the mortgage space and what are some of these common mistakes that you do see? Look, some of the most common mistakes, and they're pretty consistent, is a lot of first home buyers, for example, don't understand all of the first home buyer benefits on offer from either the state government or even the federal government, either what's on offer, how to access them, and how they can benefit. A lot of first home buyers, for example, don't know the difference between buying with a private treaty where there's a set price and buying at an auction where the price is negotiated on the day and there's no cooling off period. A lot of first home buyers, when they come to us, don't have a sense of what they can afford, which gives them guidance as to where they can find themselves in the market. What's their deposit? How much will a bank actually lend them? And this is absolutely critical to understand what they can afford and get a strong approval in place so they can then actually go and look in the market in areas they can purchase and they're buyer ready. There's a lot of other costs associated with purchasing a property. While there's stamp duty exemptions, they're not available to everybody. There's conveyance costs. There might be costs that are associated with settlement. There might be costs associated with building and pest reports. So there's other costs you need to factor in. The other thing is understanding the selling agent is working for the seller. There's buyer's agents that can help you purchase. There's different aspects of the property in terms of resale values to think about, cafes, infrastructure. So there's a lot to consider. So don't let your emotions get the better of you. Get the right team around you with a good conveyancer, a good mortgage broker, and do your research to build a really good platform to enjoy that exciting time and buying your first home. It is very delicate, as you say, navigating through this process. So those are some of the things to avoid from a first-time buyer's point of view. But what about some first-time investor mistakes, Anthony? What are some of the pitfalls here? Yeah, the biggest thing with investors is it's a different mindset and it has to be approached like that. An investment in property is, is investing in a certain asset class where essentially there's two fundamentals you're looking for. Capital growth, how much is that asset, in this case property, going to grow over time? And an ongoing income stream, which is your rental yield. So with an investment, it's not a property you're living in. It's got to be a less emotional decision. So it's a very analytical decision. So the core with investment is have a solid plan around what are you looking for? Are you looking for a property that's going to give you high capital growth? Are you looking for a property with a strong income stream? Do your research research, the fundamentals of an investment property might be different to the fundamentals of a property that you're going to live in. A good investment property will stand the test of time as a good asset. So do your research on the property and on the markets. Calculate the property running costs. Cash flow is absolutely critical with an investment property. The cost to hold the property, which is your your interest, which is your running costs, your maintenance, your plumbers, and the rent. It's easy to make a mistake if you don't do your research when buying an investment property. And the last point I'd make is take a long-term view about the investment. There'll be ups and downs in the market, but the core fundamentals of a good investment will remain over time. Yeah, there is a lot to think about in terms of investment. Let's just sort of break down some of these key principles 
that underpin a sound investment strategy because you've got to have a good strategy in place, right? One of the overarching ones is what's your own personal strategy? Are you wanting a good, strong income stream, which will provide a higher rental yield than maybe some areas, or are you looking at a high growth area? Then do your homework on the areas. Does the property have capital growth potential? Is it reliant on a particular industry like a mining town? What are the fundamentals of the region? Its infrastructure, does it have hospitals? Does it have universities? Has it got transport? What's the economy like in that area? And also understand what sort of rental income has been historically achieved and what what sort of income can you expect in the future. So really do your homework on the region. There's a lot of data out there now about particular regions, growths, rentals, infrastructure, planning and all those sort of things. The last aspect is do your own cash flow analysis. What's affordable and what's your cash flow to hold the property? Because some properties are cash flow negative, which means the cost to holds more than the rent you're getting. Others are cash flow positive. So make sure you understand your own cash flow and that you can afford to hold a property that you purchase. Yeah. And recognising too the significance of finance. I mean, it is just such a big, massive, critical part, particularly for your job there as a mortgage broker. So how can the individual prepare themselves effectively when it comes to this whole financing issue? Yeah, it, it's re- it is really important. I mean, whether you're a first home buyer, whether you're a first time investor, or whether you're buying another home, doing renovations or building your portfolio, because as we know, when the market gets going and you get some concentration competition, you want to be ready to buy that property. And what's critical is the preparation about getting your finance in place and the fundamentals that the credit assessors are looking for, and that is assessed is around your income, job stability, whether you're self-employed or PAYG, there's different policies around that. So being finance ready can often take some preparation. Then once you got your approval, you're ready to go, you're educated, and you're in a position to buy that property when it comes up. Anthony Landau, you are a resource of information when it comes to the mortgage space, so plenty for people to think about there. Enjoy your Friday. I know that you'll be looking forward to getting out on the board surfing on Saturday and talk again soon. Thanks very much. And yeah, it's been a busy week, so looking forward to the weekend. Thanks, Craig. Don't navigate the real estate market alone. Let us help guide you in the world of real estate every day. Make better informed decisions with the latest news and insights. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast. 